Welcome to the Four Verticals Podcast, your home for all things football. This week I'm joined by UNLV quarterback Kenyon Oblad. Kenyon had a breakout season last year for the Rebels. We'll look to continue to build on his success this year. Welcome to the Four Verticals Podcast. Today I'm joined by UNLV quarterback Kenyon Oblad. Kenyon, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing great. Now, can you start off by uh, filling us in on how you ended up getting into football, maybe at what age, and um, just a story of your origin into football? Yeah, so I started playing football when I was five years old. Um, I just moved from California to Las Vegas, and uh, my dad wanted he uh, saw an ad in a newspaper, I believe, for uh, to start a team in a, a league called NYS Football. Um, so he started a team, and uh, I obviously you know, was on that team, and I was actually – uh, too young. So it was a the low, at that time the lowest age group for a team was eight years old, and I was only five. So I was on the team, but you know I wasn't really on the team. I was just kind of there just to get involved with football. And then you know we uh, stayed with that team, and I ended up uh, playing with that team. And then until I got to the right age, that's when I really started. Was probably around eight years old when I finally really got into it. And did you start at quarterback, or did you kind of play around for a little while until you uh, found your sweet spot there? Yeah, I, I didn't start at quarterback. I mean, I kind of just played whatever because, um, you know, I was younger. So I, didn't, I wasn't really playing at that time. But once I got to, like, the right age group, um, I started playing probably, like, linebacker and D-line or whatever. And then when I got to around the age of nine, I believe, maybe ten, that's when I started to play quarterback and really uh, get into and try to develop, you know, throwing mechanics and all that. All right. Um, moving on from there, um, once you found out, and, you know, started to play quarterback at, you know, around nine, you said. Um, how did uh, it go into high school? And when did you end up, you know, seeing the field and getting play time? And maybe talk a little bit about, you know, your experiences there, some games, some memorable moments, teammates. Yeah, so um, I played quarterback from, you know, that age of nine up until high school, which I went to Liberty High School. And I went there in uh, 2014, I believe, was my freshman year, started freshman year. Um, I started varsity my freshman year, so I played all four years there. Um, we were a pretty good team. We uh, All four years, we made it to the state championship game. Um, I never won one, though. That's one thing I didn't get to do. Um, we had a lot of players that uh, ended up going to, you know, play college ball at the next level. Um, we had a great coach. Our head coach name was uh, Rich Morocco. He's done a lot for uh, Liberty. They started out when Liberty first started uh, being a high school about 12 years ago. They were, you know, a school won one or two games a year. Then he came in and, you know, they're competing for state championships every year. So he's done a really great job. And, um, yeah, I had a lot of great memories at Liberty. We we won a lot of games. And I actually ended up um, setting the state passing record for yardage um, for a career there. Um, I know you, yeah, I know you talked a little bit about the change. Would you maybe elaborate a little bit, maybe some things that you noticed from uh, where your coach came in and was able to, you know, build the culture from the one-win team into the state championship contender every year? Yeah, so he, um, I was, I've been uh, watching Liberty before I'd ever went to the to high school, and I saw them with the first coach, and then as from when with, uh, Coach Morocco came. You know, it took him, like, uh, maybe one or two years to really get the wind going. But, um, you know, he, he just brought in a culture 
Uh, you know, he, he really – the really thing about him, he knows his football, and he brought in a really good scheme, uh, some really good plays to run. Him and Coach Capanui, who was the offensive coordinator, um, they really just knew how to, you know, run the offense. And they got guys to, you know, do their job and to, you know, learn how to win football games. And you saw that, you know, build over their uh, time of being there, and it's it's really shown. And they've really improved the, the school and the football there. So putting up, uh, like you said, state records and, you know, leading your team to state championships, at what age or what grade around did you start to enter, you know, the recruiting process? And if you could talk about how that went for you and maybe some experiences, some other schools you may have considered and how you ended up uh, eventually choosing UNLV. Yeah, so I would say I started um, really getting into the recruiting process my freshman year since I started varsity my freshman year, so, you know, that's kind of – it's a big deal with uh, a lot of college coaches, so they came calling early. Um, I got my first offer the day after my freshman school year ended at a BYU football camp. Um, they offered me after the camp. And then um, I I slowly got offers. I, I, I finished my uh, high school career with six offers, and I got – um, one, I think two my sophomore year from Colorado, Colorado State and San Diego State. And then my junior and senior year, I picked up, um, then I picked up UNLV, Reno, and Western Kentucky. And, um, you know, I was really high on BYU um, up until my senior year when they, or yeah, I think it was my junior year actually when they had a coaching change. So after that, I kind of, uh, you know, was less high on them and started looking towards other schools such such as UNLV and uh, Western Kentucky was the other big one that I really wanted to go to. I took an official visit out there, and I liked it, but I, I kind of just found myself more at UNLV. What was the factor that pushed that over? Was it kind of coaching staff, scheme, um, players that you were – or a system you were going into, or kind of like a mix? Um, what was the thing that pushed that to be the place that you chose? Yeah, well, I'm from I'm from Las Vegas, so it, being a hometown guy kind of helped. Um, I like the coaching staff. They they um, when I went on my official visit to UNLV, they you know what they said to me was really good, and I liked what they said. Um, I think I think one of the biggest things though was when I went to Western Kentucky. Um, uh, the I didn't really like the city wasn't my favorite. I really liked the coaches there and like the team, but I think. You know, I'm just trying to picture myself living there for four next four or five years, and I felt that, you know, being in Vegas, uh, I could, you know, enjoy myself being in Vegas more than out there. So that was also a big factor. Yeah, I know Bowling Green is a little bit of a different field than Las Vegas, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was different, for sure. So um, once you ended up at UNLV, can you tell me a little bit how the transition from high school to college not only – um, on the field, but in the classroom and, you know, learning a new system, you know, getting acclimated with the coaching staff and the players and how that went? Yeah, so I actually um, graduated high school uh, a semester early so I could go and go into spring ball with UNLV uh, early. So it, it kind of made my transition uh, easier, I would say, because I had a whole semester before my actual season started. Uh, to, you know, get the playbook. And I, I obviously got to, you know, play in spring ball and practice with the guys and run the plays. So um, I was I had a head start with the other freshmen who didn't um, 
graduate early and had to come in the fall and learn the plays, you know, a, a month before we played our first game. So it, I'd say I had an easier time. And, it, you know, the coaches there made it easy for me. They they helped me a lot trying to get me with the signals and um, in the playbook so I could learn my plays, learn the routes, learn the RPOs and all that. So it wasn't. It, I would say I had a pretty easy transi- transition because of my uh, uh, decision to graduate early from high school. Yeah, no, that extra time can definitely uh, give you a head start. What would be uh, one thing that maybe you know you had a tougher time and you had to kind of pay more attention to to be able to work either an aspect of your game or maybe you know just an acclimation thing. Um, I, I would say the biggest thing is seeing the defense because um, there's a lot more different coverages and fronts and all that in college than there is in high school. Um, in high school, you know, you see maybe one or two different coverages a game, maybe two, most mostly just one. Um, college, you see a different coverage like pretty much every snap. Uh, they change, they disguise blitzes, they disguise coverages really well. So that big thing for me was being able to, you know, locate uh, the safeties and basically just know where know the defense like like I'm a defensive player so that was a big thing for me. So moving into um, you know getting some play time, I know uh, you made I believe was it the first career start against Boise State. Yeah. Tell me how did you um, end up uh, you know coming into the season and an injury happens and you have to kind of come in and step in. How did you end up handling that and coming in and playing uh, very well off of kind of uh, unexpected entry? Yeah, um, I, it was it was kind of a, a weird situation. So after the Wyoming game when uh, Armani got injured, that, that next week um, he was still getting uh, the one reps in practice because the coaches thought he would be able to get cleared. But uh, So I didn't end up getting the reps with the ones until, like, I think – uh, I would I think I'd say Thursday that week when they really said, okay, Armani's not going to play this week. You're going to play. So it was kind of weird. I didn't get like a whole week to really process it. Uh, I kind of, it was kind of like a last minute thing. So I got Thursday and Friday with the ones and then I went in Saturday, but you know, I've, I've been prepared all season to go in whenever, you know, whenever something would have happened. So it wasn't like I just was getting prepared that week, you know, so I, it, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad. It wasn't a bad uh, thing. Yeah. Now always ready to step in whenever there's a, a situation such as that one, and uh, I know that during that, you know, you guys um, went through some stretches throughout the season, but you ended up actually finishing on a hot note, coming out on a two-game win streak. Was there something different that clicked with you guys during those last two games, or you know maybe a change, something that happened, or was it you know, tell me what happened going into those. Um, I, I I think there was something different. I think we we felt, I don't I think there was something with the team. We just felt like the last two weeks we really wanted to win those games. I guess. I mean, we had a lot of games during the season that, that came down to the wire, and we thought we should have we should have won, and we didn't. So, um, I think those last two weeks, we, you know, they were both close games, and we just didn't want to let them slip away. So I think the team really, you know, stepped up big and didn't let those games slip away because, you know, we didn't really want to finish the game on a bunch of losing games. Yeah, definitely. And I know, like you alluded to, um, you had several, you know, field goal games, heartbreakers, you know, a couple plays go different and, 
you guys would have been right there in bowl contention. Can you tell me um, maybe what you guys are planning on doing maybe a little bit different this year so that way you know you can seal and close those games and end up where you guys want to be? Yeah, I mean, everybody knows um, on the team, we talk about all the time how we could have been bowl contenders this year, you know, really easily just by, like you said, a couple plays. Um, I mean, we're going into this year with a new coaching staff, so that's a big thing. They're bringing in a different culture, um, a brand-new offensive playbook, brand-new defensive playbook. And, you know, we got some really uh, experienced guys as coaches. Um, Just from being with us for a couple months, we already can tell how much they know about the game of football and how to how to lead a team to win games so I think with this new coaching staff and the culture they're bringing in we'll be able to you know make those different plays this this season instead of letting them slip away and now I know you just mentioned about a new playbook and new coaching staff Um, I'm sure a lot of guys are optimistic and you know embracing changes as they come Um, how have you you know reacted seeing the new stuff and how do you feel about you know, taking it all in, and are you a fan of the new offense? Yeah, the new offense is great. Um, it's 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 pretty much uh, it's run more like an NFL offense when there's a lot of you know, a lot more plays, a lot more decisions, and uh, it, it, it it they were in it at Oregon last year, and you know we watched clips of them, and they have you know guys wide open all over the field, a lot of explosive plays, a lot of um, you know great run plays, great pass plays, so. Just from what I've seen so far, studying the playbook and watching uh, video from last year of Oregon, you know, you got to be really excited because, you know, they had a high-powered offense. And, you know, that's that's something that everybody wants to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know uh, you were definitely one of the leaders of the team now moving through the years. Um, is there something you personally are going to be addressing this off season and kind of, you know, touching up on your game and maybe going into next year um, extra polished? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm especially right now with this quarantine and the the break that we're you know seeing. I'm really I'm throwing with the guys that are here in Vegas still, uh, you know, two or three times a week, trying to you know maintain my you know mechanics, my throwing mechanics, my accuracy. Um, and we're also you know trying to learn the playbook together. We're running the routes, the new routes we're gonna be running, trying to you know practice them as if we're playing into defense, or we're just throwing on air, you know, to just try and get the timing down. So when we do come back to football, whenever that is, we'll be, you know, on the same page. We'll be, you know, a step ahead instead of a step behind because of this break. You know, we're trying to make the break the best uh, we can instead of letting it, you know, make us worse. So given a scenario, you're down by three, you need a touchdown, you know, you got one play left and you have to throw the ball up. Is there a specific guy on your team that – you know, you can toss it up and know you can trust, or is it kind of a, you know, I, everyone kind of gets their moment, or is there a specific guy that you know you have a good chemistry with? Um, I think, honestly, there's a lot of receivers that we're returning, and I think I would trust all of them to make the play. Um, there's there's guys that on our team that have played one or two or three years with a lot of experience, a lot of uh, talent, so... I, I could also I could see some tight ends, you know, going up there and making that play too. We have a lot of talented tight ends, so um, I wouldn't say just one guy in particular, but I'd say you know there's a whole lot of receivers we have that I could, I would be able to throw up throw the ball to, and I'd trust them to make that play. 
you know, it's definitely a good thing to be able to have all the guys, you know, you can rely on, especially, you know, when you're learning a new playbook and a lot of all the guys kind of coming together and embracing it and being able to come up in big moments. So uh, tell me, um, is when watching film and kind of trying to improve yourself, is there any guy at the pro level that you kind of look at him and you see yourself a little bit in him trying to replicate a little bit, or is it more of a, you know, a little bit of everyone taking pieces from different guys? Uh, yeah, obviously, I mean, uh, watching the NFL QBs is, is a great thing to do as a quarterback. Um, you know, just the way they, they see the field and prepare themselves is amazing. It's something you don't really think about until you see someone do it. And it's, it's great to watch. We, um, my, our quarterback coach that we have now is uh, used to coach the Atlanta Falcons. He was a QB coach there, uh, Coach Glenn Thomas, and he, you know, he coached Matt Ryan. So we watched a lot of Matt Ryan video um, and see him. And you know, he's a really good quarterback in the NFL. So watching him helps you. Um, but I would say, you know, if I had to pick a quarterback that I would most want to model my game, it would be Tom Brady because. I just believe he's probably the best quarterback to ever play the game. And just the way he's a, he leads his team, the way he wins football games, um, there's just every, everything about him I, I'd want my game to be revolved after. Yeah, no, you definitely can't argue with the rings and the success that he's had. Definitely one of the all-time greats, if not the greatest. So um, can you break us down maybe? Um, tell us what would a day look like for you on a Saturday you know, before a game, how do you prepare the morning of and, you know, leading into it? Yeah, so, I, you know, we usually just wait. First thing we do is wake up and go get breakfast. And then um, we would do a walkthrough. We'd probably run about 25, maybe 30 plays just, you know, in the outside of the hotel we're in, just walking through. Everybody's in sandals, just trying to make sure everybody knows their their jobs on the, you know, plays we really want to run in the game. Um then we go relax for a little bit. I'd probably just go in, watch some TV, go on my phone, try and go over some of the plays in the playbook and, uh, you know, our um, adjustments against whatever team we're playing that week. And then we'll go have lunch. Um, and after lunch, we'll probably have another walkthrough right after run with 25 more plays. And we get on the bus and go to, go to the stadium and then we get dressed and ready to go. So can you pinpoint a specific uh, favorite or favorite moment or moments um, so far in your college playing career? Yeah, I'm, my, you know, obviously my favorite would be against uh, Reno last year, our last game of the season. We uh, went into overtime with them. They got a field goal. They got the ball first. They got a field goal. And then we got the ball second. We, uh, It was third down our first two plays. We got, uh, I think we in, it was third and eight. So um, we called a play that we've been saving for a red zone uh, play that we knew was going to work. And they uh, – we needed them to line up in a certain way, and they, they line up in that way that we wanted them to. Uh, we called the play. We ran it, and uh, we, ha- I, we had a guy wide open in the middle of the end zone, and I threw a, we threw a touchdown uh, to, you know, kind of a walk-off game-winning touchdown, and that's the first time I've ever done that in my career. So that was probably that was probably my favorite moment of last year. Yeah, it's got to feel great, and especially not only to end a game against an uh, in-state rival, but, you know, to end the season on a high note and – definitely leading into some optimism for the 2020 season whenever it, um, you know, God willing starts on time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really good for uh, not just me, but like everybody on the team, you could tell there was a different morale after that game, especially being Reno. 
So, um, coming in as your freshman year, were there any players or, you know, members of maybe the old coaching staff that, you know, you kind of um, followed their lead and maybe, you know, some upperclassmen you look up to that kind of, you know, helped you become acclimated? Yeah, um, well, uh, I um, probably one would be Armani, who was a starting quarterback my freshman year. Um, he kind of, he helped me a lot with the playbook and stuff like that. So him, and then I, the other one I would say would be, uh, Gabe McCoy, who was, he was probably the the, most, the biggest leader on our team. He was a linebacker for us. Um, you know, he was just a really good guy. He made, he was just a really good leader. He made sure everybody was good. Always, you know, talked to everybody in the locker room. So he was just that, that guy for us. So I would say those two for sure. If you could define in, you know, the um, overall philosophy or mentality of UNLV football and, you know, the direction you guys are heading, how would you describe that? Um, I would I would just say on an upward slope, you know, we're getting a lot of things for us to, you know, help us win. We just got a new um, training facility. Uh, we're getting the Allegiant Stadium, which is going to be the best stadium in the world. Um you know, we guys just got a brand new coaching staff with a bunch of new experienced guys who are really, really good and really know their football. Um, you know, we're, we're, UNLV football is should be on the rise, and if we put in the work as players and you know do what the coaches envision us doing and what uh, buy into their culture, we should we should definitely you know definitely go on, go up. Yeah, no, I know you guys definitely have a bright future. A lot of things going your way, and. You know, it's only a matter of time before you guys, you know, put yourselves out as a contender in the Mountain West and, you know, hopefully in a year or two we're able to crack in to the championship and further. Yeah, I'm um, sure that's, that's definitely one of our goals. So if you could, you know, kind of just give any piece of advice maybe to, you know, a young player um, either coming into college or a high school guy, you know, who's trying to – end up in a position like yours, what, what would you tell him? Um, well, specifically for people in high school, I would just say, you know, to just trust the process. The recru- I mean, the recruiting process is, you know, it's terrible unless you're one of those five-star guys you're getting offers every day. Um, you just just know that your time is coming because, you know, it, it was hard for recruiting it for me too. I mean, there were times where I wanted to – I had to talk to coaches about, you know – different things and, and just hearing that you know you're not they don't think you're good enough to go there or whatever just different things like that it's hard to hear but just know that the recruiting process is good it's going to be over soon and your time will come and when you just got to find that right school that fits you and you only need one you don't need a million offers you just need one to, to you know one school to give you an opportunity yeah no definitely some great advice to stick to it and you know just keep on keeping on well, I'd just like to, uh, first of all, you know, thank you again for coming on and taking the time to share your football experience with us and, you know, give us some insight. I know we're all looking forward to seeing your career and, you know, the future of UNLV football. You know, thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to the Four Verticals podcast. Make sure to tune in next week where I'll be joined by Villanova quarterback Daniel Smith.